Listener Production. We're the smiley face made out of chocolate chips and your fluffy weekend pancakes. Yummy, 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 yummy. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. You know when you just start realising that something is going to be a thing? You know, it just pops up and you start realising that it's literally everywhere. Mm. And then it sort of suddenly makes its way into your home. <laughs> Wait. And you're like, what are we oh my here? God, this Mouse is now plague? part of our life. What are, we, what are we talking about? I'm talking about RuPaul Drag Race. Oh, yes, 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 yes. You know, suddenly I'm just hearing it popping up, name up, like I'm hearing the names, I'm hearing suddenly memes are coming, people cetera, on Twitter are talking about it. Maxi suddenly, Shield. Belinda's going to the Imperial Hotel in Erskineville for the RuPaul's drag screenings and it just it's taken over the world. Well, yeah, what started out as quite a um, you know, a small niche show, RuPaul's Drag Race has grown into a, an international sensation. So much so that they've made a UK version and they've just made an Australian version. They've picked an Australian host, and it's our old friend Reese Nicholson, a comedian who's been making people laugh in Australia for many years, but now absolutely blowing up as being part of this uh, huge, huge show, a very, very <laughs> pun-laden show, which I, because I hadn't watched too much of it at all, but it's so funny, just people just go dressing to the absolute nine, so much makeup, they walk out for thirty seconds, just get ripped by puns, and then just walk back, <laughs> walk backstage again. It's very, very fun stuff, and the finale is tomorrow, so Reese is going to jump on the show and chat to us about it. Yeah, now look, you uh, we weren't able to take Richard Wilkins to court yesterday for stealing our hot chips, but uh, we are heading back into the courts. Of we Australia. settled it out of court. He he got <laughs> us some chips, regardless. <laughs> um, but we are heading back into the court uh, today for Low Court of Australia. So that'll be coming up a little bit later on. But first, let's chat to Reese Nicholson. This is Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Well, Matt O'Kine, it is almost the weekend and I cannot wait till 4pm because the last few weeks, myself and uh, my wonderful partner Woods have sat down in front of uh, the stand screen and checked out RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under for the flamboyant costumes, for the incredible puns, but one of my favourite people is also on that show and his name is Reese Nicholson and he joins us right Michelle now ahead, oh. <laughs> ahead of the finale tomorrow. Reese, hello. Hi, boys. Yay, finale. Yay. <laughs> I mean, are you feeling excited? It's, it must have been quite a journey to uh, be a part of this show. Yeah, truly, though. Like, absolutely, journey is the right word. Uh, it Like, considering how quickly I was involved in it as well, like, I was literally... Uh, I think like, and it was like the, the, remember the deep, the deep dark times of lockdown when um, we who uh, didn't have a podcast uh, would be like, "Mm, maybe I'll make a podcast, Uh, (laughs) you know, like those types of times. Um, uh, And you're like, maybe I'll make it about like Marvel movies and I'll watch all the Marvel, there's no money in that. Um, And you start to wonder, I wonder if comedy is ever coming back. And then uh, I found out I was on a very long list and then the list got shorter and shorter. And then one day, um, uh, uh, my agent, uh, who uh, a bunch of us on this uh, Zoom know, uh, called me on a Sunday morning before nine, which is no one wants a call from their agent before nine. Either scary or good. If your agent calls you, you're pretty sure you've been cancelled at that yeah. time. Yeah. Of the day. It's, like, like, it's, like, <laughs> it's like you've either missed a flight, you've been cancelled, or something yeah. terrible. Yeah, other they've, found the, they've found the tweets. They've found the tweets. <laughs> And it's over. <laughs> have you have you had to do a, a, a tweet audit and go back and just yeah, uh, scrub out a few things? Oh mate, I uh, <laughs> like there was no there was no specific thing. Like, but I feel like everyone, like we're around the same age. Twitter came out, like I got a Twitter account when I was 17. 
So it's like it's like giving a toddler a flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, um, stronger words. Uh, well, no, yeah, it's like, I, there's it's definitely like stuff if, in there. Imagine if someone showed you into a dark cave in which you could say whatever you wanted because nobody else is in the dark cave. Yeah. So you're just yeah. saying stuff. Just saying and then anything. You're like, and, then, and then like 12 years later, someone's like, by the way, that stuff is still echoing in that cave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, no, yeah. no, yeah. I was just saying and, stuff. And the local villagers are not pleased with what they heard in the echo <laughs> in that cave. You've awoken the monster. <laughs> yeah. The vampire oh, bats dear. will fly out of all Forget the nooks the and crannies. Yeah. We, we and then someone ate chance. that bat and that was COVID. <laughs> We had great chats in the backstage of the comedy store, me and Reese Nicholson. Shut I- the hell up. <laughs> Shut up, man. Shut well, up. Let's that get I back would to- never hope that we ever talk about ever again. Let's- Shut up, man. <laughs> let's get back to RuPaul because this is incredible, Reese, that you <laughs> that you are on here alongside Ru when, and you and I used to be housemates. And I remember walking yep. to the kitchen one time. You were well, making if, a cheese. If that's what we're calling it, sure. <laughs> uh, walking into the kitchen, you were making a cheesecake and watching this show. And I'm like, what's this show? And you taught me about RuPaul's Drag Race. You have been such a fan for such a long time. How did you hold it together when you got through two weeks of quarantine in New Zealand to go and film? And then you got on set and you met Michelle and Ru and realised that you were a part of this show. Well, it is, like, bizarre because you get these types of jobs. I mean, you, ne- you never expect to get these types of jobs. And then you find out, like, because at first it even wasn't clear, like, is Rue and Michelle, are they in the show or is it, like, a kind of locally hosted thing? And then, no, I found out that, no, it's going to be Rue. And um, you kind of, I don't know if you guys are the same, but, like, if you're pretty sure you're going to meet a very, very, very famous person, like, icon-level person, you prepare yourself to be like, well, they're probably a monster. Do you know you I mean? like, it is is something that probably. you you just want to make sure that you don't get disappointed because so yeah. often you do get disappointed. So you say I like to do it with anyone low. these days. I'll just start <laughs> with anyone I talk to. You're probably a monster, <laughs> and if they surprise me, which we're coming back to Twitter, uh, no. But then, um, uh, but no. Then the first thing RuPaul said to me, and I think I might have said this in the press release, maybe, but it was true. Walked in the studio, and RuPaul in full drag said. Hi, Reese. Welcome to the family. And it was Aww. like, oh. And I flooded my basement. Uh, and <laughs> flooded uh, your basement. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's visceral. Heard that okay. <laughs> that, is that anyway. a common term, or is that a is that a drag actually, in the term? Drag world, it, kind of, it actually kind of <laughs> yeah. is. Gonna say, well, I've been okay. learning a lot of things about the drag world. You know, there's the you go and untuck in the workroom. Those kind of things. Mm. Um, are there any but phrases before that- you you have to tuck? You must tuck and then untuck, uh, which refers yeah. to um, ensuring that all of the uh, the female form is is as as it should be in this particular yeah, instance. That all baggage is in the overhead locker. I'd <laughs> say is probably the or under the seat in front of you, really. <laughs> or under the seat in front of you. Under the seat behind you is actually the way it works. It's just under under your seat. It's just under and inside your seat. Well, one of the greatest, the best things from the previous episode was no words. It was just Reese Nicholson's facial expressions at a particular pole dancing performance which took place, which only afterwards I realised that with the baggage under the seat in front or behind, in order to straddle a pole, it would have been some sort of of physical miracle to be able to do that. Well, because, okay, I mean, I won't go into the specifics because I, but do you actually know, like, so tucking, it's not just, you're not just tucking it back there. It's like... Did you ever do a thing when you were a kid? I feel like all boys did this at one time. Where you, you can like 
You're inverting like your it. balls go up. Your balls go up in there. Like there's like a cavity. Is that what they do? Oh, yeah. 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 And and then you <laughs> we, tape it. I mean, that's not everyone that, does. We this, did bring. But most but isn't there a do fear this. that it's going to go fully up into your stomach? Like I thought that. Yeah, like, we we talked about this on the podcast a few months ago. How it's possible I don't to do know. that. Like yeah. it can make an ascent. Yeah, maybe. Can so they go up. They don't go back. I mean, there's all up and back. I mean, look, there's everyone has workplace casualty. You know, there's everyone. There's risks. Um, there's just a, <laughs> perhaps a higher risk. But yeah, so Scarlett Adams was doing this pole dance. Um, and yeah, there is a risk, I guess, in that situation of at least some bubbling. Uh, I would call it around the edges of the, of, like why every time I come with this podcast, it's such a good, classy, wholesome <laughs> podcast. And as soon as I talk, and the problem is we've known each other for so long, the three of us, and then all of this comes out. Um, but uh, I'm a very good person. Uh, but <laughs> as proven by, I, you know, some reactions in in reality shows, you kind of like, you amp up a little bit to kind of be, it was so shocking to me. And also I was so like, had had been had a stressful time on the show that watching a drag queen um, with a very small g-string on do a proper pole dance in front of me at like four o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> in a very cold studio <laughs> kind of caused me to have a small mental breakdown on camera. Like there's the footage is if you've seen the episode you would know like I do lose my mind a little bit and it's all real. Like the and my, my fiance Kyra was kind of teasing me about it yesterday. So like, because I was just I, at one point, I muttered to myself, forgetting that I was mic'd. I don't think I should be watching this. <laughs> like that was my like visceral response of like this weird conservative like clutching my pearls. But you know, every blossom may bloom. Indeed. So you've got you've got the um you've got the final, uh, four p.m. Yeah. tomorrow. Uh, it is on going to be on our screens here in Australia. So tell us, is there anything you can uh, you know, what what can people expect? Imagine if I just said the winner now. I just said it <laughs> no, and, turn, and then and then, and then just closed my laptop and walked away. And please no don't, please don't. We 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 want to we want to watch it in uh, real time. But yeah, is there anything we can expect? Well, I think it's like I think you can be like the whole series. Just really excited about Australian drag. Like mm. I, you know, this sounds like I'm kind of walking a company line, but it is truly something that I'm like really passionate about. And like I keep kind of saying to people, you know, on, online and stuff is like, enjoy the show. It is such a great and important and magical show. But then after you finish watching the grand finale tomorrow, go and find a drag show and watch mm. it live mm. and support the Queens that are not only on the show, but are not on the show and will be on the, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. kind of that, it's that thing of, you know, I guess an example for us is like, don't just watch the gala, but do watch the gala, but go <laughs> yeah. and see some comedy sometime. Like Absolutely. It's because you, you start to get this idea of what comedy is and what drag is. And it is all the things that are on the show, but it is also this whole other, like especially Australian drag is so weird and crazy. You want to discover people before they're on the show, you know? You want to make yeah. it like you want to find them on their way up before they make it to the top and be a part of this huge, huge series. So This, this huge family, which yeah. now you're a part of, Reese Nicholson. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be um, jumping on stand at 4.01pm tomorrow Please. to watch the finale. Cannot wait to see it. And don't bother scrolling through my tweets. I deleted them all. <laughs> <laughs> Got that. Reese Nicholson, thank you so much for joining us. Good luck uh, for RuPaul final tomorrow. And uh, hopefully we'll catch you again here at All Day Breakfast. Bye, boys. Thank you. Hopefully I'm going to win. <laughs> coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. The people are real. The cases are real.
Petty. This is Matt and Alex's Low Court of Australia. Yeah, look, we've uh, debated on this podcast before about the order of certain dipping sauces, but what about when it comes to spreads? <laughs> Alex Dyson are uh, two... <laughs> Two, uh, I want to say victims. What do I say? The uh, two clients. We'll say the plaintiff and the defendant. The plaintiff and the defendant of this particular case uh, have certainly come between two slices of the same bready product. Yes, Matt, it is a very tricky issue, but that's what we need to get to the bottom of here at the Low Court of Australia. We hear both sides of the argument and we make an impartial decision as to who is correct. Uh, we'll call the plaintiff up first. It's Rebecca from Sydney. Hello, Rebecca. Hi, how are you going? Well, we're good, thank you, Rebecca. Now you got in touch with Low Court of Australia, and can we ask uh, what's what's been on your mind? So, my dilemma is: do you do cream first and then jam on your scone, or jam first and then your cream? And Uh-oh. it has uh, been quite a divide. <laughs> uh oh. Now <laughs> um, we had a big blow up here on all day breakfast when it came to uh, what you do with your sweet, silly, and ch- chili and sour cream <laughs> on your wedges. Now I'm still sw- slightly scarred from that discussion, but it does mean that this is the podcast you turn to when you need to definitively find out which order to put things on. So that's interesting. Why do you, why do you think uh, it's your particular way is the best there, Rebecca? I feel as though the cream should go first, which is the Devonshire way for those listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because it's, you know, cream is, is, is everything to me and then you can just put a dollop of jam so that you're not having a jam-filled experience. So, oh. and so, so what's so, the point in putting jam, Rebecca? If you don't want a jam-filled <laughs> experience, why do you even bother with the jam? <laughs> Whoa. Because you need a little bit of sweetness in your life, just not too much. Okay. All right. Well, okay. your your defendant here is Sean. Uh, how do you know Sean? I am married to Sean. Oh, okay. Well, well after this, you could be seeing some different different lawyers, depending on the outcome. Uh, Sean, hello. <laughs> hello. How are you going? Really Sean. good, man. But uh, it sounds like you're in a little bit of a uh, little bit of a pickle. Mate, this is this is divided the family. We we asked both sides, and they're both uh, on different sides. So not too sure where to go. Sean, with this one. Can, can you tell uh, Rebecca? Hey, hey, hey! Order, Rebecca. I heard you trying to jump in there. All right, you'll get your turn now, Sean. Yeah. Tell us when did this argument first rear its ugly head? Well, Beck's been making scones for years, and I've often thought about it, but I just haven't brought it up. And then it came up over the weekend, um, and it yeah just blew up. <laughs> so you've got a partner. Wait, sorry, yeah. Sean, you've got a partner who's actively providing you with delicious baked goods, and you're going to stand there and in right in her face tell her that her way of eating them is wrong. Mate, it's been ten years and I haven't brought it up until now. And look who we are. So let's let's just ask this, mate. If, if Rebecca comes and puts some hot, warm cupcakes on the dining table and says, "Yeah, tuck in," are you just going to pick one up and start icing the bottom of it, mate? <laughs> For sure. You've- you put oh, your jam on first and you get your cream on the top. All right. The jam is on first and the cream on top in your particular <laughs> instance, Sean. Why do you think that is the superior method? Mate, form follows function. That's what they always say. <laughs> You've got to have your jam on the bottom, cream on the top. Nothing falls off. Nothing goes all over your shirt. You don't mm. get stuff everywhere. And 
the queen goes with her jam on the bottom. And she's gone through enough this year. Oh, mate. okay. So the Queen doesn't use the Devonshire method. <laughs> she's been through enough this nah, year. Yeah. She does the, the Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. No, no, no. It's been a big year for the Royals. Uh, respect does she, to does the, she put, the family. Put the, her jam on her scone with a sword. Do we know? Do we know if she uses a sword? I saw her to cutting that, that, that cake the other day at G seven. Tell you what, she whipped right through that with a bit with Camilla's help. But um, but Sean, Sean, okay. I. Look, I'm going to say something here. I was a bit harsh with you before, but I need you to know, and I don't want you to listen, listen, Rebecca. I'm on your side here, okay? Ooh. Here we go. I think you're right because because jam does not sit on cream as well as cream sits on jam. Oh. So, Matt, you you were a sour cream then sweet chilli man, though. So you wanted the white creamy yeah. substance first on your wedges. Yes. However, on scones, you're flipping the system. Yes, and uh, I understand that this is uh, a different situation, okay? And, and I'll tell you why, You're using Jen. the argument I used on you. Yeah. The viscosity, right now, I the just viscosity, you know. The viscosity of jam is much thicker and it's oh, more solid. Exactly right. Than Depending on sweet. which jam. Order, order. <laughs> Please order in the courts. Now, an old... Saying that I don't know whether it was Confucius or Socrates or someone once said, okay. And here's the thing: here's what it said. This this is the saying: a whoopee cushion does not work when placed on one's head. Okay, now. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is the order of these things matter. I think that was Fartimides said that one. When, and. and what I'm gonna what I'm gonna remind us of is when you when you have a nice piece of sushi, okay, a little nigiri, right? The wasabi is placed underneath the sashimi, between the rice and the sashimi, and then it's brushed with. All right, I'm gonna fade back down there because that is absolute rubbish. Um, Sean and Rebecca, what is it gonna take? Do you want a definitive? Do you want a definitive answer as to who is gonna do this method from now on? Do you pledge to decide oh. by our ruling? Oh, a hundred percent. I I it has to be down the line because this just can't work. We can't move forward unless there is a definitive answer. <laughs> okay. Well, in that case. <laughs> I think um, now that Matt is back, <laughs> Matt is back. Why is my mic back on? I'm, yeah. I we got talking about Nagiri. We got a into sushi territories. <laughs> it was bizarre. It wasn't relevant. And, um, it's all about where the, where it hits your tongue first. But what I'm going to say is this: this is my official ruling, guys. Okay. Whoever is making the scones dictates. Oh. How they're going to be eaten now, Sean? If you want to have them the Cornish way, good on you. Get in the bloody kitchen and start <laughs> making them, champ. And until that day comes, you can buddy take your cream first and your jam second, and be thankful you got anything at all. Case dismissed. There it is. Thank you very much, uh, Sean and Rebecca, for joining us. Well, I think the ruling is Sean's method's correct, but unless he's willing to pop the oven mitts on, he's going to be creaming first. From henceforth. All right, we appreciate you, what, you both. Sean won't be creaming at all if he keeps buddy <laughs> chatting like this, mate. Come on, get out of my court, the both of you. <laughs>
guess he's making scones this weekend. Then. Oh, it's going to be happening. He's doing it. All right. Well, that's a happy marriage. Once again, the Matt and Alex Low Court of Australia helps out. And if you have a trivial dispute that you would like resolved by uh, the court of uh, All Day Breakfast, please get in touch. Matt.and.alex. Thanks, guys. Order up. That's how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. So me and Woods in the Goods, Matt, the other day. Yeah. Go for an afternoon coffee. Oh. A little bit different. Um, so that's risky, isn't it? What I time? Know. Well, I did our exercise in the afternoon. <laughs> One hour walk. Early afternoon coffee? Early-ish afternoon coffee. About two or three. Oh, that's fine. That's not going to... They say never after four. Um... No, no, you don't be doing that. And, you know, I think Woods was sensing the danger because as we approached, um, she was like, you know what? I'm not going to go the coffee. I'm going to go the chai. Because yeah. I think yeah. afternoon coffees in before have caused us some sleeping issues. Yeah. Going to go the chai. All right. So goes in and um, uh, gets them out, comes out, has a sip. Oh, no. This is a soy cappuccino. My usual order. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and I got a large one because I wanted a large chai. But gets to the front of the queue, <laughs> just through sheer instinct, orders a soy cappuccino. Comes oh. out, and so now she's got a large thing of the thing she doesn't want. <laughs> and she goes, said something funny. He's like, "Oh my god, I was just on autopilot. I did that, <laughs> and I'm not even good on pilot. So it's <laughs> so it's trouble when autopilot hits. And um, I found that very relatable because autopilot can take over." Sometimes. Oh my God, it takes over all the time. How often are you driving along and you'll get somewhere and be like, <laughs> wait. Do you turn up at Sophia's daycare sometimes and be like, hang on a second, I'm going to work. <laughs> I have, yeah, no, I did that the other day actually. I, I we, we were going to get, um, what were we doing? We were going to a, uh, yeah, a new daycare that she's going to, but we were on our way to the old daycare before I realised. Oh, it's dreadful you know? when autopilot hits. <laughs> I, um... I remember a while ago I was buying an ice cream and I was taking the change back. This is this is pre pre tap and pay and the my $10 note got hit, hit the ice cream. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, I'll just lick that off." And as I'm going as I put the oh. money in my mouth, I go, <laughs> "No, this is not a good idea." <laughs> Eating someone else's money, you don't want to be putting your mouth on that. COVID or no. Um so I was wondering when autopilot has taken over for you. What have you done on autopilot which you needed to uh, have switched off? And I'm looking for, you know, silly turn up at wrong places. Oh, I've done this incorrectly. That I'm not looking for, you know, every now and again you see uh, people have been riding in the back seat of their Tesla as they've tried to use <laughs> no. the autopilot. No, and it no, 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 no. on the side of the road. I mean, maybe, no. maybe you're a surgeon. Maybe you're a surgeon. And someone sat up after that your work and been like, "Oh, thank you for saving me." You're like, "Oh, did I?" I was, I was thinking of other stuff at the time. I just, I'm so used to these triple bypasses. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. So, um, get in touch with us, Matt.n.alex. Love to hear from you.
Well, it's a Friday, Alex Dyson, and we always love delving into the crisper of the fridge to find out what's been left over, as we do, leftovers. That's right. You never feel that you've missed it if uh, you hear something on the podcast, even if it's months back. We're happy to uh, to delve in, should the topic be spicy enough. Uh, but this week, Matt O'Kine, a lot of people are still being affected by the fallout of your comments, um, one of the more controversial topics. And this is from coming from a podcast that holds Ranch Dog in its uh, in its halls of, um, of fame, um, where you said <laughs> dog people are the Trump supporters of pet owners. Um, Kath has got in touch and said, has Matt O'Kine ever actually owned a dog? If he had, he would be a dog person guaranteed. Well, that's just ridiculous. Of course I'd be a dog person because I would have owned a dog. That's like saying, oh, has Matt O'Kine ever done tightrope walking? Because if he did, then he'd be a tightrope walker. No, no, yeah, no. Of but course. If, no, but if you owned a dog person, you could own a dog and resent the dog while owning it. So so Kath is assuming that I... Why, you would I like a, dogs if you had owned a dog. I don't believe that I would. And I see some of the garbage that people put up with with their dogs. <laughs> Apologising no. every two seconds. Yeah. The dog's eating everything. The dog's attacking anyone who walks past. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, yeah, he's a bit needy. Sorry, sorry. You need to get on Reddit and look look up uh, dads who didn't want a dog or something very similar <laughs> to that. And it shows a lot of dads who said a lot of things about dogs in the past and they are doing some very cute things with it the puppies actually, in their midst. No, you know, you joke, but I am terrified of the day that Sophia will turn around and ask me for a dog because <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I honestly don't know if I have the guts to say no. Well, Kath's calling it, so um, thank you very much for that, Kath. We've also got Zach who sent us a message uh, from the Talkback Topic from last year about what, what's a message you wish you didn't send. And uh, Zach says, my friend called in sick and then at 1am messaged their boss saying, come to the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you fire off the boss text and then you go to text your friend. <laughs> oh, dear. You're not coming back from that one. Oh, autocorrect changed <laughs> chemist to dance floor. <laughs> um yeah, look, always check who that recipient is. Mm. Um, Dave has texted us. Uh, this is with regards to when has the algorithm got it wrong? You know, because I was chatting about um, suddenly listening to all the, the my daughter's favourite songs, you know, Do the Propeller, um, Sleeping Bunnies, and then suddenly a track called Grief and Bereavement <laughs> comes on by Andrew McFarlane, who <laughs> does indeed host Play School sometimes, also narrates audio books about death and dying. Uh, and they got all mixed up. And uh, Dave said, before the days of music streaming algorithms, I was sitting in the busy breakfast buffet of a family-friendly restaurant in Thailand enjoying my omelette. Then somehow, shuffled into the soft, calming music, was Eamon's 2004 smash hit, Effort, I Don't Want You Back, in its full 33 F-bomb, heavily adult-themed glory. <laughs> That was a weird time in music, Amon and Frankie. Oh, I tell you what, we need to do a deep dive into that. Like a Matt Dalex investigates what actually happened there. That'll be very interesting. Um, let's stick with algorithms, though, because Brett's got in touch. G'day, Brett. How are you, boys? Good. Thanks, Brett. Now, uh, you had an algorithm show. Yes, yeah, an algorithm of sorts. So um, one year we're on the way up to Splendor in a little higher bus. There's like 10 of us. Oh, yeah. And we're looking to a mate. Um, phone, which is on shuffle, 
But before we had left, he'd gone around to other mates and ripped the audio from their phone, so pre-Spotify. And when he had taken the music off one of his mates' phones, he'd taken all audio, including voice notes. Oh. So, ah. <laughs> you can see where this is going. <laughs> oh, so, I feel really nervous suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're just listening to banger after banger, and then all of a sudden we're listening to some really bad acapella amateur rap. Um, oh, from oh our, he's, he's done from the little... Mate, com- that he'd just, been, um, he'd just been saving these raps that he was writing just to himself on his vo- voice notes that now... Ten other people knew existed. A couple Bro. of raw demos getting the uh, the full <laughs> boss treatment. <laughs> raw, all right. I've got some absolutely rotting meat on my phone. I can promise you that. It gets um, it gets a little bit better as well because we really wanted to we wanted to wanted to roast him about it. So when we're on the um on the bus on the way to the parklands from Byron, we got stuck in a bit of traffic, and so we got the whole bus like thirty people that we didn't know to learn the lyrics to one of these songs and we rehearsed it and then we filmed it and then we sent it back to him. So he didn't even know anyone knew these songs existed. (laughs) And then there's the whole bus singing singing it back to him. Oh, I tell hey, you look, what, well, that, that's what an artist wants in the end exactly, is people the singing the day, their lyrics back. Joke's on you, Brad. That sounds <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I don't uh, think he's getting royalties for that. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Thank you so much, Brad. All the best, mate. No worries. Thanks, boys. And thank you for listening to All Day Breakfast this week. It's been a lot of fun hanging out, selling some nugs, chatting to Richard Wilkins. Oh, I tell um, you what, it's been awesome. Debating scones, uh, whatever <laughs> order. I hope you just, the main thing is you get it in your mouge. Oh, and make sure you jump on our eBay listings for our nuggets. The investment is uh, going to be closing this weekend, Matterkind, and uh, we want to make sure that you can get yourself a delicious to look at nugget um, in the shape of some very, very famous faces. And come Monday, we're going to find out whether we've made that sweet, sweet profit. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us this week. I'm Matt and Alex. All Day Breakfast. We'll catch you on Monday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.